Welcome to the Colors of Fatherhood podcast. Here, we shine a positive light on fathers of color and seek out their stories of trial and triumph while gaining insight on what it means to raise children in this country we call America. A quote from Dr. Franklin Pittman states, Fathering is not something perfect men do, but something that perfects the man. And now, your illustrious host, Lim Gonzalez. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Lim Gonzalez, a.k.a. Saint, and this is the Colors of Fatherhood podcast. So, of course, I always have to have an extra special, super-duper dope guest, and of course, today is no exception. He is a recording artist, singles out right now, A1. You can check that out on wherever you stream music. He recently became a husband. Uh, He's a youth leader in his local church, and of course, he's on this podcast because he's an amazing father. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up for my boy, Blake. Hey! (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> what's up man what's up bro what's up? great audience by oh the way. yeah i know yeah. it's amazing audience <laughs> they're so all the, all the claps they give you all the claps that's how we do it that's how we do it <laughs> right yeah man For so sure. uh, first of all man um i do want to give you all the congratulations again recently becoming a husband i mentioned that in the intro um shout out to that that's really amazing marriage is, is you, dope marriage is an amazing sure. thing and you gave me the blessing of allowing you to marry you. So that was really dope. I really yeah. appreciate that. It was an honor um, to do Absolutely. all of those things. But yeah, man, how are you today? I am blessed, man. I am blessed and highly favored. I'm feeling really nice. You know, oh, he gave us I'm the, feeling he gave good. Us the old school church. Yeah. The old school church. I did. Blessed and highly blessed, favored. Blessed, sanctified. God bless you. Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> filled with the precious ho- right. hey, glory, the precious hey, Holy Spirit. Hey. <laughs> yes, sir. no that's dope that's dope Uh, that's dope i I know we were talking a little bit offline and uh you uh just are waiting your passport is coming uh up tomorrow right and you're taking your honeymoon to jamaica Uh, i know you're super excited about that bro i'm gonna i'm gonna be gillian i'm gillian's island i'm gonna be him (laughs) on the island gilligan i'm sorry that's what i was yes gilligan It's been a long day for you, boy. I see it. I see it. I'm going to be Gilligan on the island for sure. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, Yeah, man. No, that's great. That's great. You're going to have a great time. Jamaica's amazing. All right. So let's get Mm -hmm. into this, man, Um, because your story, uh, and I'm so glad to appreciate you doing this because your story is really, really unique. You do not have any biological children. You are a stepfather. You uh, obviously just got married and your wife already had a daughter. Um, so you have a bonus mm. child, but you also have, which mm. we're going to get into in a little bit. You also have a situation that happened previously when you were married. Um, and so it's an interesting dynamic. So first thing is, uh, and I got to rephrase the question because I always typically pose it as how did your life change when you became a father? But for you, how did your life change when you started dating your now wife and knowing that you were going to be a father one day? Oh, I mean, it's changed. It's changed tremendously. I mean, just, you know, just my vision. Uh, my vision has led me further into my purpose. I mean, Shayla told me a few months, well, I'd say a year and a half or so ago. She's like, I don't care what you do as long as you're as long as you're walking your purpose and you're doing what God is asking of you. 
And from that moment, I just really tapped into really, you know, making sure that I was intentional on pressing in on what God wanted me to do. And I knew that God was drawing me closer to music. So I've been, I don't know if it's a saying, but I've I've heard that where God guides, he provides. I've had incredible doors open to me late, lately and recently, um, just with management, with filming, with, with writers, with pro- producers. And it's just been incredible. You know, uh, we shot, we shot A1. Recorded it, been in the studio, been working on new records, got some, got two new singles coming out for the summer. God's doing tremendous things, but it's definitely, it's definitely like, you know, helped me grow uh, a lot closer to God. And just, you know, in that process, I've just been, been able to, you know, uh, tap in and prepare, you know what I'm saying? And uh, allowing him to lead me to become you know, a really great father to Talia. And uh, yeah, it's been great, man. Word. It's been good. When you did start dating uh, your now wife, Shayla, obviously knowing that she had a daughter, were you nervous at all? All the time. <laughs> when I... <laughs> nervous now. When I, all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm nervous every day. No, I'm just kidding. I just... Uh, when I first started dating Shayla, I went over to her apartment where she was at the time and I jumped on the bed and I didn't know that Talia was under the covers and I ended up sitting on Talia. So like ever since then, <laughs> oh, okay. I sat on her for a few seconds. It wasn't like nothing. It was nothing near death, mm-hmm. but I, you know, it was, it was a nice little plot. Got it. And uh, but ever since then, I mean, I've I have been I have been a little nervous. You know, just making sure that I approach every situation with love, with care, and uh, in a way that God would have me. Um, so I mean, that always makes me nervous because I feel like you know, there's there's pressure there a little bit, mm-hmm. and there's ex- expectations. There and so I just always want to make sure that I'm making sure I'm being the best that I can for Talia and that I'm always working towards developing a closer relationship with her. So you know we try to take like I want to say father and daughter. I mean yeah I guess I can now say father and daughter dates, mm-hmm. but I like to take her out. I mean I've been trying to make it a goal to take her out once a month, just so we can have like a date together or just a day together to spend with each other and like go eat or go, whatever it is, go to the movies, go you know, take her shopping or whatever it may be to just to, to you know, build our bond and, and draw us closer. So oh, that's, that's uh, dope. Yeah. I know a lot of times this can um, obviously come up when you come into mm-hmm. a situation where um, you have a significant other, they have a child, obviously in Slea's case, his biological father is still in her life. How did it work for you? I know every situation is different, but how did it work for you with stepping into that role, obviously being a stepfather? Again, she has her father and and kind of how that dynamic, knowing that obviously, you know, the mm-hmm. time you decided Shayla was going to be your wife and this was going to be right. for the long haul, how did that come into mm-hmm. play? Shayla's always been up front with Zaire, who's Talia's father. Mm-hmm. Incredible dude, you know, from the jump, just like, hey, like, you know, Blake ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he going to be here. Uh, and it was it was very rocky at first, very rough. We almost got into it a couple times, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just I mean, that's his daughter, and I understand from a dad's perspective, like this is his baby, and I've always wanted to ensure him, like, hey, like I'm always going to uphold you as you know, parent number one, especially dad, and I got your back. Uh, but it took a while for us to get to that place, and we're in that place now. We're great now. We're really, really good now. I'm actually trying to like draw even closer to Zaire. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, I've offered to like you know go hang out and spend some time together just because I want Talia to see a dynamic building that's healthy between me and her real father, and uh, making sure that relationship is strong so she has a solid foundation on on our fronts. You know what I mean? 
So I think that's really important. So that's yeah. yeah, that's I've never heard of that. That's really commendable like, to take time to hang out for, for sure. the sake of for, <laughs> like you said, for her, for yeah. the sake of, of your daughter. So yeah, um, and making sure absolutely. that that situation is cool. I want to talk mm. about and and I only want to bring this up simply because, you know, your wife uh, and Jayla, amazing person. For sure. She has three. <laughs> she has three dads. She got three. She got three dads. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I remember, you know, we were at the wedding and I'm, I remember yeah. you had told me or both of you had told me this story before. And so seeing it, you know, in person at the wedding and then seeing mm-hmm. each dad have words and, you know, during the father daughter dance, all of them took turns with her. Has that dynamic, knowing what you know with her fathers and what she shared with you and what you've experienced, has that come into mm-hmm. play at all with how you work the relationship between you, your wife, Shayla, and Talia? I'll do a, I call it a father checkup. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll check on Kevin, I'll check on Jeff, and I'll check on Michael um, just to see how they're doing. But I mean, they all carry such significant experience with their individual situations. So like sometimes depending on whatever situation I'm going through, like I can call on one of the dads and say, hey, like, you know, I'm struggling with this or most of the time it's not really a struggle, but if I am, you know, I can, I can tap into one of them depending on the situation and they're, they're always there for me. Uh-huh. It's been a really great experience thus far, even before we got married, they're always, you know, check like Kevin, especially he's always checking in on me, calls me randomly like, Hey son, I just want to, you know, check on you, make sure you're good. Are you okay? Do you need anything? And, and if I call Jeff or Michael, they're also they also say the same thing. So it's, it's definitely great to have all three of them. I mean, all, yeah, all three of them to, to, to help me out. Uh, when we were at the wedding and Nina was giving her speech, like Uncle Ed, which is uh, Madison and uh, Miles' dad. And Nina is, is uh, Shayla's mom. Yes, Nina is Shayla's mom. And, and Edward is Shayla's uncle. So it was Edward, it was Michael, it was Jeff, and it was Kevin. And they all four crowded. They, you know, they were around me and I was in the middle. They put their hands on me. They started praying over me. And they were just like, whatever you need, we got you. You know, if it's financial, whatever it is, we're going to carry you. Just make sure you don't give up. Just make sure you, you know what I'm saying? You you stand your ground and and fight to do what you need to do. And we're here. We're your foundation to stand on. And that right there was everything for me. Wow. So um, I can imagine. I was, I'm really grateful for all of them. Yeah, for sure. I do want to shift gears as I use the term all the time um, a little bit. <laughs> and I want to talk about previous situation because you were married before some years ago. I was. And uh, I want to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about that. And, and specifically because there was a child that came into play in that relationship, but I don't want to steal mm-hmm. any of your thunder. I want you to talk about it because it is an interesting dynamic. And I think it's something that you're not the only one that this has happened with. I think that this has happened in other situations as well, but I want you Definitely. to talk about it. And, and I think somebody can, can learn from this situation. So um, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got married when I was 23. I found out that my ex was pregnant. She was like four weeks pregnant. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was 23. So mind you, I wasn't fully matured all the way. <laughs> I was real dumb. Like I was probably the dumbest <laughs> at this time in my life. And uh, just wasn't thinking, I mean, obviously I was dumb. I wasn't, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't listening to my parents. I wasn't really doing what I needed to do, I was just all about my ex and I ended up marrying her because I thought it was a great chance to a great chance at being a family. So wait, I just want to clarify. Uh, you were married yeah. and then your ex popped up that she was pregnant. So you you divorced and then married this other person? Or when you're saying your ex, you're referring to your previous wife. 
Yeah, my previous wife. Okay. I'm sorry. I just want to clarify. Previous wife. Yeah. No, 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 no. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you for that. Yeah, my previous wife. Her name is uh, Eva Warner. Yeah, we, you know, we went through counseling or whatever. She was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Swore was up. Swore up and down. The baby was mine. We even went to my mom's house. My mom was, you know, we had a conversation. The three of us. She was like, "No, the baby's definitely Blake's. Like, trust me. Like, I, I, you know, this is his." And uh, as we, you know, we did like marital counseling, I remember the counselor saying like, just hypothetically, if if the baby wasn't yours, would you stay in the marriage? And I was like, I mean, yeah, like I love her, blah, 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 blah. After that, you know, we planned the wedding, got married. I My mom was just like, I want you to take a paternity test. And I was like, no, 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 I didn't want to. Your mom said this to you. Yeah. My mom was like adamant about it because Josiah came. She was. She came like two weeks after we got married. Two weeks after. Okay. Uh, my my grandmother was like, "Yo, like that ain't Blake's baby." Oh. <laughs> my dad's mom. Uh huh. And uh, she was like, "That don't. He don't look like. She don't look like a Smith." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because our genes are like dumb strong. So. <laughs> so my mom was pressing the paternity test. Like, I really want you to take a paternity test. So I did. The results came in. Yeah, I found out the baby wasn't mine. Biologically, wasn't mine. I was heartbroken. I felt disgusted. It was hard. I mean, I tried to protect her in that moment even. You know, I tried to make sure as a husband I was covering her. Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, man, it was it was hard, man. It's a lot for a person to say, hey, like, this is your baby. And then when the baby comes out, you know, and then you, you find out it's not your baby. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just... I mean, it's, it, it just makes it incredibly hard to trust that individual. Was it simply a situation that she didn't know um, and she just wanted you to be the father? Or was it, do you believe it was malicious intent? No, I don't think it was malicious intent. I, I do believe she wanted me to be the father. I guess I was angry because I had found out she stepped out on me mm-hmm. and I thought I was the only one. Mm-hmm. So that's where the anger came gotcha. in, really. Gotcha. After finding out that the baby wasn't mine, I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm just, I'm going to ride this out with you. But like over time, it just kind of like, it was just hard to like trust her, you know? And it yeah, just, of course. I just, I, it's a part of me was just like, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here raising another man's baby and that's difficult. You know what I'm saying? Just because you have to look at the baby uh-huh. every day <laughs> and you don't see, and you, you don't see you, don't you see in the baby. Right. So you're like, man, like, it's like a mirror that's. It's like a rude mirror following you around everywhere it's like you go. A rude mirror, you know, like yeah, rude mirror, just like you know. So it, it was, it was really difficult. I, uh, I filed for divorce the, after the first three years, and then I, then I decided to, you know, reconcile and give it another, give it a real second shot. And it just, oh really? Yeah, I mean, it just caused there were more issues that compiled on top of Josiah's truth. After the six, like you know, three more years later, oh. I was like, no, nah, I'm. I'm I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I can't do this anymore. So I just got out of that situation. You know, I stayed in Josiah's life. I fell in love with her. I'm still in love with, with her. With Josiah. Um, oh, yeah, mm. absolutely. And um, I'm on the birth certificate. You are? Yeah, I am. She it's crazy. Like, I have her birth certificate in my room. Yeah, really? I have it in our room. Yeah, it's in my it's in my tote. Sure. I mean, I we tried. We tried co-parenting. We even did, like, intermedi- intermediation or whatever. Mm. And... None of that work. When you go through the courts to do everything, it's very, very strict. It could go either either direction. You could you could hope for a win, but it can give you a loss or vice versa. And we just didn't want to do that, so we tried working it out. It wasn't a good experience. We would try, then we would then we would struggle, then we would try, then we would struggle, then we would try. And then the last time we tried, like she just basically was like, you know, I think it's best that we, I think it's best that we part ways. 
I think it's best that me and Josiah go this way, you go that way. You know what I'm saying? And and I haven't seen her in like almost almost two years. I, last time I saw her, she was ten. Wow. She's gonna be twelve this year in October on the second. I've tried every. I mean, I've tried talking to. to I've tried talking to Eva. Mm-hmm. I've tried, uh, you know, calling her. You know, hey, like I've tried texting her. Hey, like, can we? Can I come see Josiah? I just want to get a hug. Yeah. Because I was I was there for ten years. You know, ten years a long time. This is the first time. It's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. And I'm all she knows as a dad. Like her real dad isn't involved in the situation. At so. All. Um, you're not at all, at least to my knowledge, right. and that's what that's what Eva has told me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's done since I, you know, I don't talk to her, so I don't know if she's been trying to communicate with her real dad lately. But you know, everybody, I mean, everybody has welcomed Josiah into the family. Like all my grandparents, my cousins, mm-hmm. my aunts, my everybody. You know, they they treat her like she's mine. So, um, especially my parents. You know what I mean. Um, me and my parents were definitely like heartbroken. I struggled for a while with it because in between now and the like separation. So basically me and Eva had decided, hey, when Josiah gets to a certain age, we're going to go ahead and sit her, sit her down together and let her know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not her real dad. And if she wants to get to know her real dad, we'll work on that as co-parents. So when... Eva had a uh, like she had a because she took she took Josiah away from us the first this so those two times she took her from us one time and after she took us from from us the first time uh, she told Josiah that's not your real dad I wasn't present I had found out Josiah hadn't ended up telling me like in a conversation down the road that her mom you know sat her down and told her I wasn't her real dad without me being there and that was really hurtful it just seemed like it was just compiling issues on top of issues on top of issues. So I ended up getting to a point where I was like, do I really want to continue this situation? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to be her dad anymore because it just it's so much attached to just wanting to be in her life. Well, you were it sounds like you were your chances or, or essentially your the things that you were wanting to do were being thwarted because right. she what didn't want you to be a part of the life for whatever reason. Because of that, I mean, and I understand what that would mean where you're trying to do something, you're trying to love someone, you're trying to be in someone's life and then, you know, they're not giving you the opportunity. So Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's what it, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. And so you said it, it stands now is that it's been, you said a couple of years and um, you haven't been able to see her or talk to her. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been able to see her. Uh, I prayed and, uh, you know, Shayla's mom talked to me. Shayla's aunts t- have talked to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just made a decision. Like, I, you know, like I said, I was on the fence, but I made a decision. Like, you know what? That's my, that's my daughter regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not her fault. She didn't ask for this. And as a man, especially a man of God, I can't abort that mission. I can't I can't allow myself to withdraw from the mission because I play a significant role in her life. And what really, really hurts me, Lim, is like knowing that as she gets older and she starts to find out like truths that she may not know now. Mm-hmm. You know, because Eva told me on the phone one time, she was like, yeah, I used to talk really bad about you and Shayla to Josiah. I used to tell her like, you know, I used to say bad things about you to her. And I want to, cause we were, we were, we were, we were almost at a point where we were going to, you know, we talked about uh, all of us getting together, me, Talia, Shayla, her and Josiah mm-hmm. sitting, going down to eat and talking about all this and discussing all this, you know, um, she was going to admit to Josiah she was wrong. 
and she apologizes and she didn't want to, you know, dim any lights on me. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to happen and it didn't happen. And then she took her from us. So like, I say all that to say, like, when she finds out everything that's going on as she gets older, like she's going to have to walk through that. Right. That's hard for me to swallow. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I want to be there for her. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I got to be there for her through that process whenever that happens is it's hard, man. Like, cause she don't deserve none of that. Right. You know, and that's that's the part that like really hurts me a lot. Well, I hope yeah. that it it ends up having you know a happy ending in the sense that um, again, you know, the things work out as they should. I know you to be a stand up, genuine dude, a very you know someone who's full of compassion. So I know that for sure. It would be great for you to be in her life because of what yeah, you bring absolutely. to the table. So you know it's gonna it's gonna happen and it's gonna it's gonna go the way that it should go. I believe that. So that being said, what are some of the challenges that you have faced with your um, essentially your current situation? Obviously, being you know a stepfather, we talked about that, but having ultimately the responsibility of not only your now wife but then your daughter and coming into play where she's already a teenager, right? Or yeah, close yeah. to being a teenager, I should say. She's grown. Yeah, she's grown. <laughs> she's grown. She is. She's grown. She she's is. grown. She's 25 years old. She right, is. right, right, right. <laughs> right. Um, but what are, I just want you to name a couple of maybe something, some of the challenges that you can think of that you've come across. I know you said that it, it caused you to kind of grow up in a sense, right? Because the responsibility yeah, yeah, yeah. that's there. But what are some of the other challenges yeah. that you feel like you faced in regards? I don't want to sound like a beta male when I say this. <laughs> it's hard to not see, man. Girl, bro got me messed up. But I, I just, I really, I don't want to sound like that. But the biggest challenge for me is fully stepping into a father role to Talia because she's, you know, she has an, she has an, she has a really great dad. Mm-hmm. They have a great relationship. And uh, I always call myself, I call myself the bonus dad. Right. Now, Talia has made me work. I'm talking about work in every essence of the word for her compassion, her love, her respect. Did she fully accept you at front at the beginning? No. What was that like? That was hard. Mm. That was hard. <laughs> I mean, it see, I, I, it honestly, it felt like she was like low key on the like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to break these two up because I just wanted to be me and my mom. Yeah, I thought, it, I thought at at some point, and then it started to like, it started to get better. Like we would, you know, we would color a lot together, we would draw a lot together, you know, we watch movies, and you know, I, 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 I'd come over to their house, and she would run see me at the door run and jump in my arms and I oh, wow. I knew then it was it was gonna be cool. Like, you know, I, I knew she, you know, grew an attachment to me and I and I felt special. Mm-hmm. And so I call it I call it uh incremental success checkpoints. Like now, you know, she's giving me the love that I would need as a daughter. And I told her like, you know, like, you know, we both we both miss Joey. Mm-hmm. And but I always tell her like, hey, we um, you know, God had in the meantime God has not, I don't want to say replaced, but he's supplemented you uh, because we can't have Josiah and you're, you're filling a space for me. uh, And I love you. You know what I'm saying? I adore you. I think the world of you, I think you're an amazing kid. And I'm so honored to have this seat in your life as your dad or bonus dad. And like, I think that made us a lot closer. I mean, we, we were growing close, but I think that, I think that was one of the things that kind of added to it for sure. Tremendously. Mm -hmm. And, but challenging just, 
you know, like I said, stepping into being a dad, you know, like I won't discipline her, of course. <laughs> uh, said, of but course. like I, yeah, I, I would never do that. But I just feel like it's been hard to like step into like, because she's very, you know, she can, she can be, you know, she's, She's a teenage girl. I mean, I don't want to say it, right? Yeah, like enough said. I don't, don't want to, right? I don't want to make it sound like she's bad. No, like she's, she's an just a teenage kid. She's an incredible yeah. girl. She's, she's a teenager. I mean, she's a teenage Yo, girl. That's enough said. Teenage girls are horrifying. They, yes. Enough said. Or, enough said. Are horrifying. And so I can easily just like step into it, but I'm I'm also thinking of okay, I don't want to like I don't want to say something and it come off the wrong way. So I'm. You know, I'm praying and asking God, like, Lord, how do I step into this position and do it the way you want me to do it? So that way, everything that I do comes off as, you know, or it comes from like care and a loving place and not like, hey, I'm the boss. You got to listen to me. Like, I'm dead. You got to, like, I don't never want it to come off like that. At the same time, I know that it's great to build a friendship with your children, but at the same time, like, knowing like, hey, I'm I'm setting the presidents and this is how these are these are the rules for this house. Absolutely. And this is and this is and this is what we're gonna do under this roof. Right. And this is what's not going to be tolerated and this and this is what's going to be acceptable. And so finding a a, a place where I can step into that that role mm-hmm. and be comfortable has been challenging for me. That's the challenge. Gotcha. No and and yeah. I think anyone would um would empathize with that for sure. Yeah. Um, I do remember yeah. just piggybacking off what you were saying another moment at the wedding. And this is just because it was fresh, right? It was just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember when Talia was talking and, you know, she was, she had words and um, it was really, oh, yeah. yeah, that was, oh my gosh, yeah, that was thug tears. That was amazing. Bro, thug tears. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, son, um, is she only saying this right now? But, like I like literally in that moment I was like yo like I was hoping you felt this way but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure right. I would tell Shayla all the time like your daughter she hates me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and my sister would say no like my sister and my other like my two sisters would tell me like nah like she just doesn't know how to accept you because you're so loving maybe she's not getting that as much from Zaire and she wants to of course you know because Zaire so Zaire is her dad and everything. And maybe she just doesn't know how to accept that. Maybe she doesn't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. So she treats you like you're garbage, you know? And and I was like, yeah, I, I get that. But they were just like, just keep on loving mm-hmm. on her. Keep being you. Keep being you. Right. Well, what I was and yeah, so- what I was getting to was the fact that she said that she, you know, was putting you to the ringer because there had been, yeah. you know, previous men that had come right. and gone. And I understand yeah. what that would mean to be. You have someone coming in, right? Your mother's dating someone right, right, and then right. you get attached and then that, you know, they break up or that, and that person leaves right. and is no longer there. Right. And so I right. could see why she would give you a hard time, right? Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, but then, you know, you just showed her your heart and you showed her that you weren't going anywhere. And that's beautiful. Yeah, no, for sure. I appreciate that, Lim. And, you know, Shayla told me like, there are certain people that have left, just, I'm sorry, I left Celia's life and, you know, she's still dealing with that. Mm-hmm. You know, then people that well, you know, made it seem like they weren't gonna leave had left her, mm. and I was like, wow, like I never really think of that. Right. I thought of that. I know. I mean, I've heard you say that to me, but I don't. I don't normally think of that. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's always great. It's it's always great for Shayla to bring me back to like remind me, like you know, she's dealing with people that she thought would never leave and have left. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell her like I'm not. I'm not going nowhere. Right. I love you to pieces. 
I want you to, you're an amazing kid. You're an incredible kid. You're a bright kid. You're intelligent. Like I try to speak life into her. My whole thing with her is just, is just loving her the way God wants me to love her. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And I want her to, I want her to really feel the essence of that. Like, you know what I mean? And know that I'm going to be here for her. Like the other day, you know, she got a report card. She wasn't happy with it. And I had told her, I said, look, we've all been there. I, I appreciate you for, you know, putting forth the effort to produce a different outcome. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But I don't want you to beat yourself up. I don't want you to get into a, like a place like you can't, you know, you can't get out of or get from this position. Like you're an amazing kid. You can do whatever you you can do whatever you put your mind to. And you know, I'm proud of you. I'm still proud of you, even though you fell short. Mm-hmm. I'm still proud of you because I know where your heart is. I just want her to know. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm always gonna be the cheerleader on her sideline when nobody else is there. <laughs> that's right. that's. That's that's me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, period. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I think Talia is, is a great kid and a great gift, a great blessing to my life. And I'm I'm just lucky to have, like I said, I'm lucky to have this position Absolutely. in this seat in her life. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. I want to talk about your coming up and your dad, Mr. Stephen Blake Smith Sr., um, <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my daddy, yeah, <laughs> my daddy, because <man>. um, <laughs> obviously a lot of what in, in our own parenting, and, and I'm not using myself because yeah. I'm not a parent. Um, everyone knows that, mm-hmm. but I feel like when mm-hmm. you are a father, um, you're either going to take things from your previous, your dad, uh, your own dad, or you're going to not take things depending on how you were raised, um, and the outcomes right. of that. So I wanted yeah. to talk about um, your dad and. What have you learned from your father in your position now as a father? The man working hard. Mm -hmm. My dad has always worked. I mean, since I was a little kid, he's he was there, but he wasn't there, but he was there. If that makes sense. No, it does not make sense. (laughs) You have to explain. I know it it makes it makes (laughs) zero sense, sense. right? Absolutely, absolutely zero. (laughs) All right, so I got you. I got you. So basically, I mean, he was he was there like financially. He was there to provide, but emotionally, physically, he was rarely there. You know what I mean? Um, we had whatever we wanted, but like in the essence of, you know, being con- uh, emotionally connected to my father growing up, I, that didn't, I didn't have that. Being physically present with my dad, whether it be mowing the lawn or going to a football. Well, we went to some games, but I mean, like, you know, really spending like quality time, like father and son type thing. I didn't get that. I get that now as an adult, which is interesting to me, but I didn't get that as a child. And so for me, my sister had a harder time with that growing up than I did. Um, I, I, I don't want to say I resented my dad, but I, I felt like, you know, like, where were you? You know what I'm saying? Um, but I didn't allow that to, you know, if there was an opportunity for that to happen, I didn't let that get in the way of preventing me from enjoying that, that process with my dad. And we have that now, like, my dad is an incredible man. I love him. I love him with all my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad is, I'm trying not to get emotional, but my dad is an amazing dude. He works really, 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 really hard. Um, and he's always instilled in me just, you know, you're black, you're a young black man, or you're you're a young biracial man. You know what I'm saying? Like go get educated, go to school. Your power is in education. And he's he's instilled that in me since I was a little kid. And so you know, I appreciate him for that because there's certain values that he's placed in my life that I hold dear. And I just, you know, uh, I want to honor him in that sense. 
you know, and I not only want to honor him in that sense, but I want to honor him also with where I'm at in my life mm-hmm. as a dad, a bonus dad to two two beautiful little girls, one that's pending and one that's here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, Stephen Brian Smith is is an incredible guy, and um, I love him. I love him for sure. He's a great man. Great man. That's dope. I said Stephen Blake Smith Sr. because I thought you were a junior, but he has a different middle name than you. Yeah, he does have a, yeah, he has a different middle name. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, it's so good. You just ruined it. You could have just left that part I'm out. sorry. You just ruined it. I was trying to be flare fresh. Trying right. to be fine. When, I, when I said it, I was like, oh, I think I, I think I proved it. It's okay. Uh, it's it's okay. Maybe My we bad. can edit it out in post. Maybe not. Maybe we'll leave it. Right. It's all good. It's all good. For sure. Um, no, I, he is. I mean, low key, he's still. A, I mean, I feel like he's still a senior because yeah. we have a first and last name. Right. So. Right. Same initial. I mean, it's same initials. It is same initials. So I can't. You know, I mean, technically, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, I was, <laughs> but that's. I'll take. I'll, that's my fault. I. I, I, I he's, he told me he was a senior. That's the only reason why yeah. I said it like that. Oh, he, he said, said that. Said that he was a senior. Wow. He said that he was. I respect it. He said that he. You know. Yeah. He said Stephen, and I think it was just. You know. He said because of the Stephen Smith situation. So right. he's like, I'm senior. Right. You know. So I just assumed. Yeah. He is. I just assumed. No, yeah, but, he's, but no, you no. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, technically. Yeah. Okay, I we're mean, gonna move on. Is... We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. All right, that's cool. It's okay. Shout out to your dad though. Your dad is good people. Right, right. Your dad is good <laughs> folks. Uh, SBS. Sure. He's good folks. Yes. He's good folks though. No, I was I was <laughs> so nice to meet him yeah. recently. And uh yeah, he's he's awesome. really good people, man. He's really good people. Again, given your situation, it is a, a a different situation, and I different in the sense that it's not traditional, right? right. But I think that it is something that um, a lot of people have. Over, there's tons of people that have been stepfathers, right? That have stepped into that mm-hmm. role or bonus fathers, um, as you said. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's really important to um, be able to talk about that and be able to share what that has been like for you. I want to know what advice would you give? And this could be to anyone that is stepping in your role, you know, again, um, or may have had a situation like what happened to you um, previously in your previous marriage that you're still working out. What advice would you give to them um, if they were to ask you? I would honestly say to follow God's heart, because if I had not been in a place where I could hear from God for him to lead me out of that toxic relationship Mm -hmm. into something incredibly beautiful. And like, excuse me, like, you know, I don't want to sound silly or cliche, but dreamy, you know what I mean? Like a prom, like, like the true essence of promise from the Lord, Mm -hmm. then I would be stuck, you know? And I would just, I would just say like, Hey, just, just be very intentional and and mindful of what God is putting on your heart. Mm -hmm. And where God is leading you and and follow that. That's what I would tell somebody. Perfect. Obviously, faith is important to you. How have you used your faith in relation to um, stepping into your role as a father? I know you've touched on it a little bit earlier, but yeah. it's yeah, a good question. Yeah, it's a great question that you need to answer right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need you to answer no, like, no. right now. Right, I got you. I got you, bro. Uh, no, um, 
Faith has definitely carried me. I mean, faith has obviously carried me point A to point B to point C in my situation. Mm-hmm. Faith is the reason I am married to a beautiful, splendid, incredible black woman with a beautiful little girl uh, with Josiah on the way. Like faith is really why I'm at where I'm at. And faith is really what has carried me through. I think faith is a significant reason to hold on to every single thing God places on your heart. If you don't have faith, then you've completely lost. I feel like if you if you can find faith as small as a mustard seed, and I don't want to sound preachy. I don't I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound like that, but it's true. If you can find faith that small to get you from point A to point B, then you can get yourself through the rest of the puzzle. And I feel like faith is really what carries you to the next day. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there wasn't there was a point where I wasn't even sure that I mean I, I don't want to say I wasn't sure, but you wrestle with faith mm-hmm. and you wrestle with your carnal self or your carnal mind, right? So like when you're going through situations and it's bleak and it looks like there's no hope and it looks like it's going downhill. That's your carnal. And then you step in faith and you're like, you know what? God told me this. God told me that. And I'm going to stand on that Mm -hmm. because I know that God's word doesn't come back void. And I know I can trust that. I know I can trust that. And so in trusting that and learning how to really allow yourself to trust in that day by day, I feel like that's going to that's going to take you. That's going to take you all the way. And I feel like that's the reason why. I'm at where I'm at now today is because I allowed myself to latch on to that principle and I ain't let go like Jacob. I be- <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle. Uh, uh, listen, I rolled on like this. You're a headlock, boy. <laughs> right. I, I ain't let go for nothing, yeah. man, because, you know, I think, honestly, I think that when you show God, like, hey, you know what? I, I told my mom this, and I told Shayla this also, I told both of them. Faith is nothing when it has nothing to go up against. Mm. Like, what is faith if it has nothing to go up against? Mm. If it's like super bleak and all your bills are overdue mm. and you ain't got no money mm. and you fight with your girl and you about to get evicted. Like, what what power does faith have if it doesn't have that scenario to be in, mm. to be a part of? And I just feel like in life, you know, that's just one scenario, but in life, there's so many different variables that can take place. And if you can't place faith in us in a really difficult scenario as that, then it's it's nothing. You know, and I feel like that is really honestly what people need to latch on to is, is faith and knowing that God would never place them in a place where he won't provide, he won't take care of them, he won't make a way for them because that's just not the God that I know. And I know we serve the same God. So as, as me being a testimony and knowing that, like, hey, like I came from a very toxic situation to having my own apartment to um, coming into some really incredible careers, having uh, getting married to the woman that I prayed for and fasted for, having a beautiful daughter. Our bills are paid like God is making a way money's coming in for other bills to be paid for, even bills that are being, you know, catched up on like God is definitely providing like I just say, man, I would tell anybody, like, yo, stand on that faith, bro, and don't don't ever move. For sure. Because if you move, you're going to lose, for sure. For sure. Is that too much? No, that was great. All right. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Blake. Hey! <laughs> oh, man. 
You kill you me. You gave me that, uh, me. yeah, bro. Kill me. Is that too much? <laughs> <laughs> well, you say it at the I end, like, know, you just right? ruined, you, you know, like, just say it and just throw the hammer down, like. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this guy. Uh, this guy right here. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, man. man. Well, I appreciate your uh, being candid today. I appreciate you Absolutely. just being open and sharing your story. Absolutely. As always. Sure. Um, and sure. uh, yeah, just before I let you go, I want you to let the people know uh, where they can find you. Obviously, your singles out um, where they can you know yeah. stream that, download it, all that good stuff. So let them know where, where socials is at. Absolutely. So basically, okay, so on Instagram, because I'm really on Instagram, it's you know Blake Smith. Everything's spelled this the regular way. As that's the most question I get asked. Um, A1, Super Bomb, featuring Neeson, um, is out everywhere on, you know, Tidal, excuse me, um, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon. Please go stream it. Um, the, the, the music video is being released on the 29th. Nice. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. We have two singles coming out for the summer. We got... Um, not stressed and chill vibes. So everybody keep a lookout for that. Uh, I got more stuff on the way, of course. And um, yeah, man, I'm blessed, bro. I'm, you know, I'm really blessed for it, Alim. What's that? What's that? <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm blessed for you, man. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your brotherhood. And I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Um, I'm really excited for you, and I'm excited to see what God is gonna do with and through you through having this platform. Mm. So again, man, it's it's been a pleasure and I appreciate you, man, for real. Man, no doubt, man. I appreciate you as well. You already know. Um, Father's Day is tomorrow. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. In advance. <laughs> Thank you. Free food. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey. Big, big piece of chicken. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, like Chris Rock said, yeah. he, he gotta come home to that big piece big of chicken. Big piece of chicken, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh, man. Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Again, this is Lim Gonzalez, a.k.a. Saint. And until we speak again, God bless and take care. Colors of Fatherhood is produced by Josh Rodriguez and Saintly Productions. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast so you can be updated on all future episodes. Make sure to follow us on social media at Stay on the Mic and at Colors of Fatherhood. For all of your inquiries or booking needs, please contact us at saintlybooking at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.